Welcome to the live cast with Ryan Lee. Uh, normally, uh, the live cast are uh, me and another host, uh, but for Mother's Day, uh, I thought it would be great to have a special guest talk about motherhood. Uh, welcome to the Zoom. Welcome to the live cast, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, my dear friend Chastity Holcomb. Uh, Chastity uh, is a licensed professional therapist. And uh, my wife and I have known Chastity and her husband for six years. My wife and I led a young adults group called Venue for the longest time, Chastity. Uh, that, that's where we met her. And they've literally been some of our best friends um, ever since. And even when I was designing this life cast and thinking about, you know, what, what are the resources and different things that um, I want to be able to utilize to help people uh, Chastity, my wife was just clicking on Instagram and just going through her, her whole deal. And she comes across uh, your Instagram page, which is called Momfully You. And then she shows me the website. Then she shows me, I mean, just this workbook and it's just all of this stuff. I'm just thinking, this is amazing. I didn't even know you were doing that, which why would I know? Because I'm not a mom, so I'm not searching for that stuff. But I just thought, Man, I'm, I'm so committed to uh, pushing resources that I believe are helpful to others. And I just thought, man, it, it would be an honor to have you uh, as the very first ever uh, Livecast with Ryan Lee guest. So Chastity, welcome to the Livecast. Uh, tell us a little bit about your background and what it is that you do on a, a daily basis for your career. Okay, so like you said, thank you for having me, first of all. Absolutely. I excited to be here when you reached out to me about it i was like yeah yeah absolutely oh, this yeah. is needed oh, for sure. um so yeah i am a licensed professional counselor which just means i went to school for a little bit i've done some trainings i've uh taken tests that kind of certify me to do this to to be able to do this and i love it i love to be able to help people and meet them where they are with their mental health needs right now i currently work with children in foster care Okay. who have experienced trauma and just kind of helping them process that. And um, that has been a joy to me. Yeah. And then I also have this huge passion for uh, moms, new moms, um, moms, a different season of their life. Yeah. And so that's one of the reasons why I was excited to, to come on and talk with you yeah. about um, moms and how we can help them because we definitely need um we need to talk about this. Absolutely. It needs to be heard. So, uh, ladies and gentlemen, Chastity's married. Tell us about your husband. My husband is the sweetest man you'll ever know. His name is Steven. This is a picture and... of him. Okay. And this is a video of him playing keys at our church. He's, he's amazing. He is amazing. He's very talented in a lot of different ways. We actually met at Venue as well. Right. So lots of connections at Venue. Oh, yeah. And you um, have two children. We have two children, two girls. One is two and the other is one. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. So you, you have, two, you have two, two, two under two. Two. Yeah. I mean, she's over two. Okay. But yes, so two under I three. I still very much believe it. Yeah. Two under two three. Under three. So I... I made a Facebook post uh, just reaching out to moms, you know, to say, hey, I'm going to be on this podcast with you 
you know, what are some of, of the top questions that, you know, you would have if you could sit with a therapist. And one of the ones that rose to the top was this whole uh, idea of postpartum depression that a lot of moms go through. I've had uh, a, a few husbands reach out to me and say, hey, we just had a baby. How do I know if she had, and I'm like, I don't think you should be the one doing the diagnosing. Um, and then there's the, do I have it? Do I not have it? So what is it? How does somebody know if they have it? And uh, what, 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 did you, what would you say to, what would you tell them to do about it? Yeah. So um, I think the traditional way that we think about um, postpartum, um, we usually think like those first kind of three to four months after delivery, mm -hmm. but postpartum actually lasts until the baby is one. So um, another thing we think about is just like postpartum depression right you hear PPD or, um, you know, oh, she has postpartum, right. um, but they have just kind of changed the terminology a little bit to reflect anxiety in that as well. Oh. So the, the new term terminology for postpartum depression is perinatal uh, mood and anxiety disorder. Can so you that say that one more time? It's what now? It's perinatal. So that's perinatal is for pregnancy gotcha. and the first year after birth. Gotcha. So perinatal mood and anxiety disorder. Okay. So that encapsulates different types of um, the nuances of mental health that a mom might face, right? So depression could look like um, feelings of sadness or irritability or anger, um, influxes in your appetite or your sleeping, in which, you know, sleeping is off anyway, so that's sure. always a yeah, <laughs> hard to, sure. yeah, that, that's hard to kind of, to get that one. Yeah. And sometimes uh, having those depressed symptoms could lead to, you know, the feeling that I don't want to be here anymore or, you know, my kid or my family would be better off without me. Um, and then you have those kind of anxious, the anxious side of it where a woman might feel like she's having a panic attack or she's having these um, ruminating thoughts, ruminating mean constantly on your mind. You're thinking about something you're not able to um really relieve your, your mind and really have peace hmm. without having things constantly run through your mind. You might experience shortness of breath or, uh, those heart palpitations or, um, sweaty palms. Those can also, things can manifest with anxiety. Um, I think the first, uh, you kind of hit on it, right? This awareness that, um, something is off. Cause a lot of women will say like, I just don't feel like myself. I feel like something is off. Something has changed about me. Or maybe the dad is saying like, you know, I don't want to call this, you know, I don't want to say right. that this is what it is. I don't right. know what it is, Oh yeah. but she doesn't seem like my wife, right. or, you know, or she doesn't seem like my girlfriend or yeah. something is different. So I would say if you, you know, if a mom is experiencing these types of symptoms, it's definitely good to talk to a professional. And the first professional you can look into is your OB, you mm. know, or the pediatrician, because you have those follow-up appointments um, and they could be the first point of contact to help, you know, dive you to that. Wow. So when you're a, a young mom that is aware that she is in the middle of uh, perinatal anxiety and mood disorder. Did I say that right? Almost perinatal oh. mood and anxiety. Oh man, I was, I thought I had it. I, I swear. You I did. It. I saw it in your eyes. Okay. okay, perinatal mood and anxiety disorder. 
formerly known as postpartum depression, what resources are available to, to a mom that's going through that? Yeah, so there are a lot of resources that are available. A lot of that may look different due to COVID-19. Um, but I think a good starting place, um, especially online, is postpartum.net, okay. which has a lot of information, just kind of start up about what it, what it looks like, um, different symptoms that you might have, um, talking with your family about it. They also have like online support groups. Okay. And so if you, well, none of us are really able to leave the house, right. but it's, it's good to have that kind of online support group because you can chime in and hear other people tell their story and how they're managing it. Um, and then there's also a directory for therapists who have been trained to work okay. with um, perinatal mood and anxiety disorders. Um, there's, there's always the option of looking through your insurance company um, to find a therapist or even talking with your OBGYN or your pediatrician or your regular PCP to see if they have any referrals or recommendations um, about how you can get resources. That's awesome. Well, I, I hope that helps um, anybody that's going uh, through, uh, I'm not going to try and say it again because I'm going to sound like an idiot, but who, if, if you're going through what is formerly known as postpartum depression, or I'm going to try it, perinatal mood and anxiety disorder. Um, I, I think that those are resources that, you know, that, that are great to, to, to help you in, in your season. Um, another thing that uh, is, is constantly talked about, uh, not just for young moms, I believe for all moms, um, perhaps especially for working moms, mm -hmm. is mom guilt. You know, the I'm not doing enough. You know, what, what, are, you, what are you seeing? What do you recommend? How, how does a mom deal with that, with the guilt? Yeah, so I think guilt, kind of the, the core belief about around um, guilt is this pressure that we put on ourselves about different expectations, mm. right? And we get these expectations from our own beliefs, from beliefs from our family, from societal beliefs. And if we hold to those things, if we think that this is what the, the good mom looks like, and if I'm not doing the good things that a good mom is doing, I'm going to feel shameful. I'm going to feel guilty. I'm going to feel like I'm not enough. Hmm. Um, and I think that combating that really starts at looking at your expectations and redefining what it looks like to be a good mom. Hmm. You know, good moms still have difficulty managing challenging behaviors with their kids. Good moms still feel overwhelmed and tired and frustrated and angry. Um, and so when you are able to kind of redefine and restructure what what you feel like a good mom is, I think you'll start to see yourself kind of diminishing in this, this guilt and the shame that you have about, about being a mom. Hmm. Um, do you, have you ever, do you ever feel mom guilt? Sure. You do? Yeah, I think, I think the first time, well, maybe not the first time, the first time that I remembered having mom guilt was when I wasn't able to breastfeed my oldest. Mm. Um, I just kept being like, I, like, this is supposed to happen, right? There's, there's, there's always a push for certain things. And, um, there's, there was a huge push and expectation on myself that being a, a good mom and providing for, for Judah was to breastfeed her. Mm. And when I couldn't do that, 
I immediately immediately feel guilty, right? My body is not doing what it's supposed to be doing. My, I am not being a good mom. I'm not being a good nurturer. And this is this is this is how things are supposed to go. It's supposed to be natural. It's supposed to just kind of fall into place. Um, and I remember reading something, I think maybe it was on a blog or something, but just kind of like you have give yourself permission to to you know to get out of that thinking. Like give mm. yourself permission not to breastfeed in, in a sense. Mm. And once I kind of really like was like, okay, like she's still being fed, she's still growing. Um I was able to to kind of get myself out of that headspace and say, you know what, I, I am doing good for her. I am doing good by her, even if it's not my original expectation. She her needs are still getting met. So right. absolutely. I mean, there's a plenty of other examples of mom guilt too that sure. I've experienced. Uh, how can how can moms take care of themselves better. You know, 2020 perhaps is the year of self-care. We don't really have yeah. a choice. Um, but what, what can, what can a mom be doing in your estimation to be taking care of themselves? Yeah. And like you said, it is the, it's the year of self-care. It's the year of, you know, you do you, it's the year of, you know, self. <laughs> um, and it can be a little cliche, right? When you're hearing, Oh, just, have some me time. Oh, just right. have a glass of wine. Oh, just do that. All those things could seem like, okay, I've done that and I still don't feel better. Mm. I think a huge part of self-care is learning how to nurture yourself intrinsically. So not anything that you can do on the outside that helps you feel better, but what can you do on the inside? What's your inner work, so to speak? Mm. So sometimes that looks like I'm not going to entertain that thought right? That I'm a bad mom or, um, that I suck at this, or, or this is, this season is going to last forever. Like me not entertaining that thought is taking care of myself mm. because the more I think about that and the more I ruminate, right. I think over and over and over again, I'm a bad mom or not amounting to what I expected or I'm not doing what I expected to be doing. The more I think on those things, the more difficult it is for me to function in a way that is healthy. Yeah. So, um, really focusing on helpful thoughts, um, really creating boundaries with yourself that says, you know, today I'm willing to do X, Y, and Z, or I'm willing to spend my energy on X, Y, and Z. And tomorrow I'll take care of the rest. Or, you know, when something happens that, you know, falls short of what you expected, Today was a really tough day and I didn't get those things done in the way that I wanted to. I'll try again tomorrow, yeah. right? Always putting yourself in a position to where you're giving yourself that same grace that you probably would extend to someone else. Mm. You know, one of the, one of the, the themes that I sense with a lot of moms is feeling the weight of their children's decisions. Mm. And and uh, I don't even know if I call it guilt on that end, but whenever a mom is is parenting children that are essentially doing the opposite of what they've been taught to do, you know, it, I think that's one of the things that keeps moms up at night. What would mm. what would you say? What would you say to a mom that is? It just is is having some trouble with with that. 
Um, so, so with moms who have young children, again, it goes back to expectations. There are natural kind of, um, developmental things that are happening with young children, toddlers, they're learning so much so rapidly. It is natural for a toddler to test your limits and to throw a tantrum and to do things <laughs> and to do things that you would not want them to do. Even if you tell them, no, even if you put them in timeout, even if you, you know, do those, those types of things, it is a natural process of learning about the world around them. It's natural. So, you know, you being, or trying to be, a perfect mom does not exempt your child from being human. Mm. They are, they are going to have this kind of natural process. Of you need to say that one more time. Going. Say that again. One more time. Which one? The, uh, the being human, your kid. Say that one more time. <laughs> oh yeah. This, this idea that, you know, if I'm a perfect mom, I'm going to exempt my child from being human. And that's not true. Right. Your child is still going to, um, go through the ebbs and flows of learning and your position throughout that difficult and challenging time is to be their calm. You bring mm. the calm to them. If they are, you know, at the top of that mountain, they're screaming, they're throwing a tantrum. You bring the calm to them. I know you're upset right now, but no, we cannot have ice cream. You be consistent, right. you be the calm, you know, and, and, and realize that that's a natural process for, for moms that, um, are struggling with older kids. So maybe like teens or maybe even adult children who they feel like have not, um, followed in a path that they raised them in, so to speak. Um, kind of the same thing applies, right? We are born and in, born into this world individuals. And, um, the way we live out our journey is going to look different than anybody expected of us. Um, I think the main thing here is to continue to plant, even if you don't see the, the harvest, yeah. um, to continue to plant seeds of raising them in a way that, that you want. And, you know, whatever your value system is, um, you continue to plant those seeds because, um, if you, if you are weathered by the storm of they're listening to me, they're not listening to me, um, it can create some type of resistance, right? My, the love that my mom or my parents have for me is only dependent on me doing what's pleasing to them. Mm. And it pushes them away even further. So if you are that constant, um, constant place for them and, and you know, you're still upholding your boundaries yeah. um, and teaching them, you know, I think that's the best thing you can do for that relationship. Hmm. With all of us being um, sheltered in place, um, I love what you just said. You be you be the mom that brings the calm. You know, I, I think that that that's that's money, um, and I, I think that's probably more prevalent now than ever yeah. before. Yeah. Uh, when things can feel uh, chaotic in the house and and feeling cooped up and, you know, not being able to do normal life. Mm -hmm. um, are you, do you see a, an emotional, psychological effect on children, you know, not being able to be with their friends and, and um, what, what, what can a mom be doing to combat that Mm -hmm. do, do they talk about it? Do, mm -hmm. do they, 
sit down with their, you know, is something we just kind of have to wait and see what the effects mm-hmm. are? I mean, mm-hmm. what, 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 what's your take on that? Yeah, no, I think that's a very important point. Um, I think we just kind of naturally have this thought that if we move on as normal or we don't talk about the elephant in the room, the elephant will eventually leave. And that's the opposite, right? Mm. The opposite is actually true. The more you kind of normalize the stress and and change, the more... um, the more you're able to adapt because you have the truth, right? So we are in a season of, of, of change all the time. We're not able to go to school as we normally would. We're not able to go to the store, to the park or to different parties. And maybe, you know, you've had some celebrations that have been canceled because of COVID. Um, but like acknowledging the, the difficulty and the challenge this might bring up, I think you're normalizing that for you and the kiddo. And I think I'm probably going to say this a million times, but um, adjusting your expectations, mm. there is no way you are going to be, be able to do everything you typically will be able to do. Right. You are not a superwoman, right? You're managing literally seven different jobs right now. Mm. Um, and, and so letting up on routines or letting up on what you would uh, call a typical day in your life, letting up on some of those, um, uh, the TV time or, you know, what it looks like to cook dinner or just kind of whatever it is, just adjusting your routine so that it fits this time and this crisis, because it truly is a crisis. There's so many different things to consider during this time, financial um, stability, um, relationships have changed, um, the health outcome of maybe different people that, you know, are related to. Um, and so keeping that in mind and not presenting it as, oh, we're just not going outside. There's a lot more happening to just not going outside. So adjusting those expectations and actually having a family discussion about what this change has brought to your family. I think Mm. it's very important. That's awesome. Um, in closing, let's talk about Momfully You, okay? We 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 got your Instagram page up right now. I mean, we we can see like th- this is this is an awesome resource for for moms. Tell us tell us uh, how you got started with it, why you decided to do it, and 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 what give give us the play by play, okay? If 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 I'm a mom, I'm not a mom, okay? But let's just say. You know, for all the moms out there, how can they get connected with Momfully You? Um, I've always kind of had this lingering feeling that I should be doing something for women and moms mm-hmm. when it comes to their mental health um, related to pregnancy and motherhood. Um, and so my past birthday, I was like, I'm going to do it. I'm just going to jump. I'm going to jump. I'm not going to have all the things I feel like I need to do it. I'm just going to do it. And so I did, I created, um, an Instagram page that is dedicated to, um, moms who are pregnant, moms who are in that postpartum period and just mom's period and, in, in, in different yeah. phases and journeys of their, of their motherhood. Um, and so I do, um, talk a lot about how to cope. Um, I talk a lot about, um, mental health in general yeah. is my focus on that page. Um, and, and tell I, me about, I, I tell me about the, tell me about the momfully you website. People can go to 
www.momfullyyou.com, one word. Um, I have a free resource on there, the Anxious Mom Workbook. I have other community resources that can be found on there. I have blog posts. Um, and then in the future, I will be able to offer um, teletherapy. Awesome. And so I'll be accepting some clients on there as well. So That's fantastic. So um, we want everybody to go to momfullyyou.com. Um, there is an Anxious Mom Worksheet which is just awesome. My wife showed it to me the other day. I was like, this, this is incredible. Every mom needs to have it. Uh, do you want to give a little, a little plug on, on what that worksheet entails? Uh, all, all they have to do is sign up to be on your mailing list and they get it for free. Yeah. So it's, a, it's a free worksheet. So, mm -hmm. so that's incredible. Tell, tell us just briefly about, about the, the anxious mom worksheet. Yeah. So like you said, the workbook is free on my website. All you have to do is put your email in and it, uh, down, it, it's sent to you to download for free. Um, when I created the workbook, I really wanted to kind of emphasize the power of thoughts. And so I wanted to practically walk moms through how to, um, acknowledge some of the negative thoughts that might go through your, through a mom's mind. What can we do to replace those things? And then kind of stick into a plan to continue this maintenance of helpful thinking. It's awesome. Well, Chastity, I, I so appreciate you being on the live cast. Uh, I want everyone, every mom, every and dad, if you can, dad, can a dad, a dad can go on there? A dad can go. Okay, so if a dad goes on there, hey, you go on there, go to Momfully You. It's a powerful resource for moms. Uh, right now, you can get the free uh, anxious mom worksheet uh, just by going to to the website and putting in a, putting in a, an email. How how awesome is that? And we love free right now. I know I love free. That's and right. uh, happy Mother's Day to you. Happy, happy Mother's, Mother's Day, Day to every mom that's that's watching this. We so much appreciate you, and and definitely our we we couldn't do life w without moms. Hello. Thanks for listening to this episode of LifeCast with Ryan Leak. If you found today's episode to be helpful, please take a moment to rate, review, share with a friend, and subscribe. 